What is this? For the mess. For the mess. Can I begin? Uh-huh, it's the chill kit. I got the cars to the deck you should deal with. I got the flows and not your head. Can you feel it? I put the beans in the bag and I would never spill it. Yes, sir, damn right. I keep it low-key. They must got all time as if they say that they know me. Welcome to the For the Massive Podcast. My name is John Baird, your host. I just had an amazing episode with Johnny DeJulius. He's a three-time state qualifier from Ohio, which all of us who are in wrestling, we know that's like a pretty phenomenal feat. He's a four-time NCAA qualifier from Ohio State, and he's a part of the one time the program won a national title. So I'm super excited. Shout out to my homie Nick Scuzz, a teammate with me at Willing Jesuit. He was able to connect us and um, just an amazing, an amazing individual uh, with a phenomenal spirit who dropped some gems in this podcast. There's so many gems in this episode, I decided to break this up into two parts. Okay, so look out for those two parts. And before we get into this part one of the Giant Julius episode on For the Masses podcast, let's take care of our admin tasks because we do what we have to do. And before I get into admin tasks, remember the support link is now live for the Florida Masters podcast. So if you want to support the podcast monetarily, please hit the support link and contribute as much as you can. Okay. Let's continue to grow the show, grow the community and continue to like make the production a lot better. Okay. So I appreciate everyone. So remember, follow us on Instagram at For the Masters podcast. Follow us on Facebook at For The Masses Podcast and follow us on YouTube at JB The Masses Podcast. I'm super grateful, Johnny, for you jumping on the podcast. Um, let's jump into the episode For The Masses Podcast. Johnny Julius, welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Hey, yo, it, mean, it means the world to me. Yeah. Shout out to Nick Scuzz. I told him I'll give a shout out. That's right. I was like, like we were at a wedding this weekend. Bro, he was like, bro, I'll get Johnny to your podcast. I was like, what? Like, are you serious? <laughs> and he's like, bro, 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 that's like my best friend, bro. And, um... We have like a running joke where it's like me, him, me, him, and Nolan, like, well, Wash Boys, bro. You know, I didn't go to Wash. Yeah, and, uh, of course. <laughs> and like, I like Wash Boys, bro. And then, um, so yeah, so I met, I met Nick Scuzz. I met him at Jesuit. Like, I think he was a senior, my senior year too. Or maybe I was a GA at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah he transferred Jesuit, in, huh? He was at, um, he was at Finley. Not Finley. He was, where was he at? Three years. Yeah, he was at Finley. Yeah, it was Finley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he transferred over to us. And I think, um, I wonder, was that the year we placed number two? And I yeah, it was. Two. I remember. Yeah, bro. So, like, yeah, I met Nick Scuzz, bro. And I was like, oh, this dude's saucy. He like us. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, he moved. Nick's a wild, Nick's a wild he, boy. He, he moved like us, bro. And um, so, like, obviously, like, did he tell you I gave him this work? Did he tell you about that? Oh, no, what, what happened? I just gave him this work, bro. He thought he was going to come in here, come from Finley, like, National Qualifier, just, like, like Beat everybody. Up. Yeah, bro. He yeah, thought. you're gonna take him up top one time, next guy. What's up? Uh, <laughs> tell him, bro. Tell him about it. But yeah, oh, bro. Yeah. So like, super great guy, bro. So yeah, so Johnny, like, tell everyone about yourself. Like, obviously, like, well-known wrestler. Obviously, like, my community is a lot of wrestlers. But like, talk about yourself. Like, your upbringing. Where are you from? So from uh, from the Cleveland area, I grew up in this. Uh, not I shouldn't say Cleveland. More thirty minutes south, called uh, Aurora. Okay. I went to Walsh Jesuit, as you mentioned. I went to Walsh Jesuit, but outside of wrestling, you know, really just grew up. My dad played baseball in, in okay. college. So I was actually, I actually grew up expected. I shouldn't say expected, right? My dad would let me do whatever I wanted, but he really wanted me to be a baseball player. That's and, uh, and I grew up uh, playing baseball a lot. And then after, you know, after eighth grade, I tell people that I was just really good and wanted to focus on wrestling. But the truth is, I didn't have the grades to, uh, to compete in sports my freshman yeah, year high bro. school. <laughs> No, so I get that. I had to just focus on wrestling. Wow. 
So you're such a good athlete that you have, you have to focus on wrestling. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> now I get that. And obviously, you went to Walsh Jesuit, like powerhouse high school, like yes, known sir. Uh, Ironman tournament. Like, how how was that? Like, how was the room there when you became when you were a freshman? Like going to the room. Obviously, you're a multi state placer, you know, state champion. You know, so yeah. like talk talk about how how that was. So when I was uh, when I was a freshman, we had Nick's older brother actually Chase Gennes, and he was a senior, and uh, he was kind of like you know a Walsh legend at the time because I I looked up to you know, all those guys that came before me. So uh, it was cool wrestling with them. I uh, I was fortunate enough to, to do – I had a pretty good freshman year. I came, I came in second in the state. And then uh, following years when Nick and Nate came, and we started to get pretty good. But then by my senior year at Walsh, we actually were second in the state ourselves, like as a team, to uh, to Grams. We're, we were actually really good my senior year. So that was pretty cool. And, we yeah, like you said, we had Iron Man, which was awesome because you know, we had such a – a big tournament being at, I think in my opinion, it's the hardest tournament in the country. So being able to have that like in our backyard was pretty sick. It just sucked when you wanted, you know, have your friends yeah. come and try to explain to them, like, listen, this is the best people. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, they're okay. Of all yeah, the places yeah. that's here. And it's like, no, really, it's the best people here. All right. Absolutely. Now nah, that's, that's so wild because like, obviously like, like I'm from Virginia, wrestled in Virginia, you know, wrestled at a uh, full Southern Virginia and transferred to Jesuit when they started the program. You know, just nice. like must be a part of it, you know. So like, obviously, I started wrestling in ninth grade. You know, so really, I was like, yeah, bro. bro I tell a lot of people like I'll be doing clinics and kids will be like, oh, I just started this year. Like, obviously, their first thought is, damn, I'm I'm behind people that have wrestled like their whole life. Like, yeah, there's a lot of like disadvantages, but also like you probably came in, you didn't have any bad habits yet either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you came in like re- like a clean slate. You know what I mean? Like. There's going to be more advantages of starting early, obviously. That's one advantage. It's nice, you know, starting a little late. You know, your mind is more mature enough to only try to absorb the good technique and you have no bad habits yet. So that's pretty cool. No, absolutely, bro. Like, I'm blessed, man. Like, like uh, inner city environment, too. You know, wrestling wasn't that big. But i just, like, hungry to, like, pay attention. I feel like, like, I didn't get the learning curve until two years in. But I feel like inner city kids, like, obviously way more athletic than me you know, like have that as an asset. And if they wrestle all year round for one year, they, they're on par with everyone who's been wrestling. Their whole Unbelievable, life. right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So super grateful, man. And um, so when did you start wrestling? And, and then when did you, like, how did you not burn out? Like, that's the question. So, uh, like I said, I played baseball, right? And yeah. I was like bad little kid, like yeah. ADHD running around. I just doing dumb, like dumb stuff. And I mean, I was only like six years old. But I was bouncing off the walls all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I played baseball in the summer, and I had nothing to, like, burn me out. Like you say, chill me out in yeah. the wintertime. Like, yo, go to bed. I'd stay up all night. So I obviously was too small for basketball, and my mom suggested, hey, my friend at wrestling in high school, this guy named Dan Hansen, he was actually a four-time state champ. He coached at Walsh, me and Nick. He was like, hey, my friend wrestled in high school. Why don't we bring Johnny to wrestling? Maybe he'll bounce off the walls, be super tired. And by the time he goes home, yeah. he'll finally like go to bed at a reasonable time, right? So it kind of went as that, like a uh, like an extreme version of daycare. You know what I mean? And then yeah. just I, I loved it. You know, took to it and not burning out. You know, th- I wish I had. You know, I I like to think that I have good little segments and, and, and advice on a lot of areas. Not burning out, I, I I struggle with because I just fortunately never did. I've always wrestling as chosen suffering i know tom ryan you know has a book called that he talks about that a lot and and kind of what it means is and i understood this at a at at an early age but i didn't know how to paraphrase it maybe till i got to college yeah 
you're going to suffer whatever you do. You know what I mean? So if I want to be, you know, a YouTuber and I'm a kid, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a SoundCloud rapper. I don't know. I want to start a business one day. I want to, you know, maybe I want to do something, you know, super basic, super normal. I want to be, I don't know, a mailman. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, right? Yeah. Whatever you do, you're going to suffer. You know, if I am a YouTuber, I'm going to suffer because kids are going to make fun of me. This is how yeah. it is. When I start out, if I'm going to be a SoundCloud rapper, no one's going to buy my stuff when I first start yeah, out, yeah. right? Like, like there's going to be versions of suffering that take place. Wrestling suffering happens to be physical discomfort. You know what I mean? That's just one of yeah. the forms of suffering that we endure, cutting weight, hard practices, etc. So I kind of understood if you're going to suffer, suffer for something you, you really like. I don't love cutting weight. I don't love <laughs> yeah. losing, right? I don't love cutting weight. I don't love losing. I don't love the hard kill yourself practices. But at the end of the day, I love, I loved right at the time, but still continue to love putting on the line and doing cool moves, you know, Absolutely. at the end of the day, that's what I love. So I was willing to suffer for that, you know, and, and you got to understand, like, you're going to suffer no matter what you do. So kind of think that helped me not burn out. You know what I mean? I just, you know, realized what I loved about wrestling and, and realized suffering is inevitable, you know, value the struggle as opposed to try and run away from it. Bro, that's real. Suffer to be the man. Suffer to be the man. That's right. And, um, bro, and I love it too, man. Like, like I said, like, like for me, like didn't know anything about wrestling, like something to a room, bro. And I'm like, bro, these coaches take interest in me. They say I could be good if I just like, you know, try hard. I'm like, bro, I could do that. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Right. All right. I'll, like, I'll, I'll throw some dudes on their head. You know, it's bro, funny, I'm like, like, I, I always like, come like, this is super cliche, right? All wrestling mm-hmm. is a metaphor for life. Like that, that, like we've all heard stuff like that, but there are a lot of like small things I take from like the wrestling world into life like when i i, I travel quite a bit you know what i mean i'm yep. fortunate enough where i can go around the world and, and do some pretty pretty cool stuff and i always say like the things you hate the most on, on a hike or a hard trip are usually things that you tell the story about like you remember for example yep. me and me and tom ryan's son actually jake ryan uh, again shout out to tom he um me and him were going on this hike in glacier national park in montana the hike at the end of the trail was like stunning right it's like this blue alpine lake like cotton candy blue water mountains in the background unbelievable right now i can yeah, talk absolutely. about that but the thing that i remember that stands out the most was like he struggled the day and a half of struggle it took for us to make it to this hike it was funny it sucked it was you know weather sucked there was bears my legs hurt i could barely you know, like all that stuff is really what i remember i hated absolutely. it at the time but I value that. You know what I mean? So like there's a part of you that misses, you know, cutting weight a little bit after. There's a part of you that misses waking up at 6 a.m. with your friends and, and doing sprints. Like like that stuff is funny. The stuff you think you hate, you kind of miss a little bit. It's really weird how that yeah. works. You know? No, absolutely, man. And like like I said, like obviously like me and you are still blessed to be around a sport, right? And it's the camaraderie. It's the camaraderie. It's nothing yeah, that really matters. Is. You know, yeah, like. That, that's that's an understatement, camaraderie. It's, that's really it. And, and, you know, and I'll tell you this, Johnny, like, like me, so I'm in the military. I, like, obviously I'm shaved up and stuff like that. So my commander. Yeah, you look all clean, huh? Man, they got me. They got me, right? Stop but, playing. Uh, yeah, bro. I did, right? Bro, like, don't get me started on that. But, um, well, yeah, so my branch? commander. Army, bro. Nice, man. Well, first of all, of course, oh, you know, thank you for your service. That's dope. Very dope. Hey, thanks, bro. I appreciate it. it means where, where are you stationed? Uh, down in Fort Meade in uh, Maryland. Okay, nice. But yeah, go ahead bro. with your story, sorry. Oh, now you're good, bro. Like, yeah, so my commander's a wrestler, bro. So, like, when he met me, he's just like, I, you know, he gets it. You know, he's like, we all got the same mindset. Really? 
yeah like progress you know and he's like 50 bro and like even like when we do pt and stuff like that he's out there with us just like doing stuff you don't see a lot of people do and it's just like the mindset difference man like like not easily you you just have that that instant like relationship or connection with somebody who's done that same struggle not that other sports don't struggle like i'm not trying to you know step on you know someone listening to this like what i swim and we work hard no i get it you guys do each sport is going to have their own type of struggle where you're going to feel that connection with your commander, whereas somebody maybe didn't, you know what I mean? Yep. Maybe who felt a different type of struggle outside of sports or whatnot. But that, that's very cool. No, bro, it's, it's, that, it's that same link, bro. It's, sometimes it's weird. It feels like I'm, I'm chilling with the homies when we're talking because it's like he gets it so much in that. And just, he just like he just knows everything's going to work out. That's crazy. Bro. Totally. But, um, yeah, so, like, and it's like that anytime I meet a wrestler, bro. But, you know, so, like, back to you, though. Like, you're being super humble, right? So, multi-state champion from um Ohio, right? You end up going to the Ohio State. How did you D, I like that you said D. I like that you said D. Bro, I'm D. hip. <laughs> I'm hip, bro. I'm hip. Tuned in. <laughs> have, to, have to be, bro. Have to be. So, how did you choose Ohio State? So, there was a big rumor that, you know, the Stevers and, you know, for those listening who don't know who they are, you know, the best guys in the country were all in Ohio at the time, roughly around the same weights. And there's a big rumor that these guys were going to Ohio State. And I trained with these guys a lot growing up. You know, I'd yeah. drive out, dad, out to, you know, two hours out to where they lived in Ohio. And we work out and whatnot. And, you know, Tom Ryan, the coach, was building this monster team. And I went down to uh, to work out with them. And, you know, they told me, like, listen, Logan's coming here. Hunter's coming here. Their teammate, Cam Tassari's coming here. Kenny Quartz out from Pennsylvania. He's a two-time yeah. state champ. He's coming here. You know, Andrew Campotano from New Jersey, four-time state champ. He's coming here. So it was almost like a snowball effect where where they weren't the guys yet. They weren't the, you know, Alabama football yet, per se, yeah. right? But, man, we were coming, right? Yeah, it was absolutely. like so exciting to not just – join a team that was already good but be a part of the first generation where hey you know what we might win the nationals because of our class which when we were juniors we actually ended up doing which is pretty cool as a team we won the ncaa's we beat iowa i like i like saying that <laughs> yeah bro you know, truth. We, beat I- we beat the crap out of those guys and yeah. uh and, and you know it was pretty cool to be a part of that you know to to see to see that progress you know it's funny um everybody this is also something i kind of learned from wrestling but everybody wants stuff to come very easy obviously you know it's yeah. like oh man you get very frustrated you know even the littlest things i was learning how to kite surf in aruba like two weeks ago and i'm falling on my face falling on my face you know if you haven't kite surf think you know maybe think wakeboarding you know you fall on your face fall on your face fall on your face and it sucks i'm hitting the water and pissed off and, and i realize if it does come easy it's almost like you lose a little bit of, of love for it I had this game on my yeah. phone a few years ago. You remember that game? You could you could take your thumb and it would shoot balls at boxes, and yeah. the boxes were yeah. Remember that? So mm-hmm. I realized I was addicted. I was like, dude, I gotta play. Anytime I was in <laughs> class or you know downtime, you know, I would just play. And one day I realized if you close the program, if you like swipe it away, mm-hmm. it auto restarts you back at the level you were on. So I figured that out. What do you think starts happening? You didn't want to play anymore. I stopped playing, right? I get bored. I got bored. It's like the struggle left, right? And there's that word again. If you value that, that struggle, there's like a lot of beauty in that. So being at Ohio State and not being like the best team in the country when I first got there, and, and you know what I mean? Like the progression and growth was so much fun in hindsight. Sucks yeah. at the time. But in hindsight, it's like 
that's why you do anything you do, you know? It, it's so cool to, to, to see that. I used to think life was all about be happy. You got to do what just makes you happy. No, you got to do what fulfills you purpose-wise. That growth is everything. You know what I mean? If Absolutely. I'm chasing something that I'm constantly puzzle-solving, it's going to be so much more filling than just doing stuff that's easy, you know? Bro, that's so crazy because it's true, bro. It's like even right. like, you know, being in the military, like I, I went through OCS, so I didn't go to like ROTC or anything like that. But nice. man, it sucked. It sucked hard. But like, I take oh. so much pride in being an officer, bro. It's like, I, I, it's earned, not given, you know? And I, again, I, I, I go around. Cut out a little bit. What'd you say? Uh, it's like, it's like, I take so much pride in being an officer and it's like, it's earned, not given. hundred you know? percent. hundred percent. Um, yeah. And I, I take so much pride in people. I think people think I take it too serious. But I'm like, yo, but, I but work like, hard. Who are they to say that? You can take whatever you want seriously. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, bro. And, that, like, that, and that's real. And that's there. real, bro. So, like, you, you end up, like, going to Ohio State, right? So, like, how was the room there? How was the, like, how were the guys, like, or was it super competitive? Obviously, it was, like, super competitive guys. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. You know, I, my freshman year, sophomore year, we had some of the best lightweights in the country. So not only were the guys on the team uh, fantastic. Logan Stieber, he was a four-time national champ, right? He was, you yeah. know, there's only four people to ever do that. Hunter Stieber's brother, he was a two-time All-American. So, boom, two guys off the top, off rip, awesome wrestlers, household names. You know, most people who are still a part of the sport would know both those names. Now, with those guys being said, uh, we also had, you know, Angel Escobedo, who was a national champ for Indiana, he was yep. training to make the Olympic team at Ohio State. We had Sean Bunch, another guy training to make the Olympic team at Ohio State. He was an NCAA runner-up, Edinburgh. We had Reese Humphrey, who was a multiple-time world team member training at Ohio State. Dirty. He was trying to make the Olympic team. And then a lot of people don't know this. For my first year, we had Henry Cejudo actually training there as well. We had Henry so Cejudo in there? You, yeah, Cejudo was in the mix. We like, bro, I would go like, I would go grip. I'll go a minute without getting a takedown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my god! I was a freshman, true freshman. You know what I mean? I, I come. I was thinking I was gonna be sweet. <laughs> I was a three-time state champ. I walk in there, then all of a sudden, I would just get like the work. I would, I would go to Reese. Then I'll be like, I, I need a break this round. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, I got Logan. I don't even a break. You know, I go to Logan, and honestly, Henry was kind of the easiest to go in. As crazy oh as that was, goodness. he was the one that I would, you know. You know, it was wild, bro. They would, it was, a, it was a meat grinder in there. It was nuts. That's so crazy. So for everyone listening, he just mentioned like so many legendary people in like combat sports, like that were just like in the room with him. And, and for him being a freshman and having that, obviously, it paid dividends to you, like eventually. You know, Definitely. that's so wild, though. Definitely. You know, and um, so so like the room was like super super competitive. Then that one year, that one year, something happened for you all, and you won a national title. How was that year? Like, how was the ride? Totally, oh, fantastic! Especially because we like, like you know, kind of leaning back on what I've already said. It uh, it wasn't easy. You know, we yeah. we lost a teammate that year. That was part of it, which obviously yeah. is never easy to do. Fortunately, you know, long story short, ended up taking his own life, and that was right at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. And that was tough on the team because he was such a bright soul on the team. Then, not to mention, I don't want to, you know, uh, throw in the same basket, you know, losing in sports to, to, to losing some someone. But just other struggles throughout the year, right? We lose the teams that we don't think we should lose to. And that's that's very, yeah. you know, I, I say that with a grain of salt. You know, arbitrarily, I thought we were better than it and we underperformed. And all these ups and downs really made you question, you know, am I going to win it? You know, if I'm losing to yeah. this team, this team, this team, like, how can we win the Nationals? They're, they're not national title, you know, contenders. And it's just, again, progression and growth. 
figuring out who the heck you are as a wrestler, as a team, you know, by the end of the year, let that, and I hate saying cliches, but let that yeah. process take place. You know, can't stress and worry. Oh my gosh, am I going to win it? Holy cow. I was supposed to win it as a team oh my God. And, and worry yep. all the way to the nationals. You're not going to worry your way to first place. Let it take care of itself and just control the controls. You know, there, there was a big progression in that department. You know, I always think like when people have too much anxiety, maybe about expectations, about, you know, outcomes, if I am going to win this, if I am going to win that, if you worry, 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 it may not come true. You might be worrying for the right reasons, but let's say you're correct and you do lose. You went through the loss twice. The first time before it happened because you had so much anxiety and the second time when the loss actually takes place. So it's like, what's the point? It's always more efficient to assume the positive. You know what I mean? Or not even that, just just focus on the present. Not that the future is not important, but but focus on, hey, what can I do right now? Hey, this is the right choice right now. I'm going to make this choice right now. You know, and and let the effort and and attitude get you to where you want to be. A byproduct of a lot of effort usually is a win anyways, you know? No, absolutely. And that's crazy. What kind of guy were you? Were you a warrior or or, or were you just like a let let all? I've grown. I've grown. You know, I, I I definitely did a good job of, not having anxiety outside of wrestling. However, yeah. I cared a lot about wrestling, right? So so I was, at the beginning of my career, very outcome-based. You know, very yeah. outcome-based, very result-based. You know, I used to think, oh, your goal's got to be outcome, 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 result, result, result. Yeah. All about win states, win nationals, be this, be that, you know, all that. And I realized, like, Terrell Delagnet actually talked to me a lot about this. Your, your goal should not be to-dos, like a checklist. You, you know what the arrival fallacy is by chance? I know. Oh, when you get there. When you arrive, you know, maybe my goal is to be a a millionaire or get straight A's. A lot of people think when I get to this goal, I'll change as a person. Ooh, then I'll I'll have everlasting happiness. I'll be this, you know, amazing person. And a lot of people get to these goals. They make a million dollars. They get straight A's. They win a state title. They win a national, whatever it is. They get there and they go, oh, this is it. Because all of their, their identity was wrapped up in a result right? And not the choices you make along the way. So when I put my mindset on that end result, you kind of lose who you are as a person. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. But also, here's the flip side of that coin. It sounds good, right? Yeah. The flip side of that coin is if I know I can win, that's all I care about. If I can eat this pizza and I know I'll still win anyways, I'll, I'll eat the pizza. If I yeah. can stay up late because I don't have, I'll still stay up late because I don't want to win anyways, right? And the other end of that coin would be, do you care only about winning or do you want to be the best, and this is another cliche, with the best wrestler, the best version Johnny and Julius can be? If I stay up late versus go to bed early, even if I know I can win tomorrow, if I can do that, I'm not going to be the best version of me if I stay up late. If I eat this piece of pizza, I'm not going to be the best version of me if I choose to eat this piece of pizza, right? It's like, it goes back to that. So instead of focusing on that end result all the time i would just focus on the controllable things that are right in front of my face you know what's next and that takes a lot of the anxiety away you know and now i like to think that don't worry about a lot of things not in an unhealthy way where i'm just like you know living life like no stress bro you know i mean i can do it (laughs) not like that but almost a sense where hey what the hell does worrying do you know what i mean it doesn't do anything except mess up what's coming next you might as well just put your nose down and grind towards the next best thing you could control you know that that's kind of how it goes 
Absolutely, man. You're dropping gems. You're dropping I'm gems. To, on the man. I'm sorry, I was late. So listen, <laughs> I was late. I gotta, you know, I gotta spit some stuff. You know, I Dude. apologize. That was my bad. Now nah, you're giving this fire, bro, and, and it, it's a phenomenal mindset, really. Because and it, it and it sounds like too, just like like you're working on what you want. So it's also just like you don't have to worry because you're putting the work in. Trying you know? to, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, At the end of the day, exactly. hard work is inevitable. You are gonna suffer. Work towards something you like. You know. That's so real, bro. That's suffer so real. And for I have something a, you like. Suffer for something you like, man. And um, you mentioned something too: attitude and effort. We have a we have a coach, our strength and conditioning coach. He said attitude and effort. Attitude effort. That's all you control. Right. It's so day, simple, man. right? It's so simple, but it, it is that simple. It really is. It, it, simple doesn't mean easy. Simple does not mean easy at all. You know, simple means it's going to take a lot of BS and a lot of hard work and a lot of, you know, ups and downs mm-hmm. and, and, and tears and whatnot to get there. But at the end of the day, like, there, oh, there is no secret to success. There is a secret to success. It's consistency and work hard. You know, it's Absolutely, like, that, that's what bro. it is. But that's not easy. People think secret to success means it's going to be easy, right? Secret don't yeah. mean easy. That's it doesn't, not it bro. At all. It doesn't, bro. And, and that's real. So, so Johnny, like, so you, Actually, you go to say one more thing. I'm so sorry. I'm like, my say, mind go is talk. running right now. Bro, let it uh, out, bro. Go ahead. I say secret to success, hard work and whatnot. But, you know, something that I want, especially if kids are listening, I want you guys to know a very sad truth that happens. The phrase, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right, is a very common phrase. We see the quote a lot. I don't like that phrase. I disagree with it. Unfortunately, talent separates. We all know some little-ass dude that doesn't work hard but is talented enough that still win. Then on the flip side, we all know, we all know one kid, one guy, one person that works through the roof his work ethic his volume is through the roof and it's in the right areas it's not working he works in the right areas but he just isn't good enough and doesn't win that often right so the worst thing you could hear but it is the the sad truth is you will lose again at some point to somebody who's just better at wrestling at whatever it is you're doing unfortunately now here's where i wrap it up you shouldn't work hard to win you should work hard because it's the right thing to do and it will be the best Johnny to Julius. It will be the best, you know, who are some names we've, we've shouted out? Logan Steve or the best Nick Skinesny. So I'm not chasing getting my hand raised. I'm chasing what is the ceiling for Johnny to Julius? Okay, it's not half-assing at this workout. It's actually going through and working hard. So I don't work hard to chase other people and to chase out, you know, outcomes and accolades. I work hard because, hey, this is going to be the this is the best I can wrestle if I if I do this. Man. This is going to be the best person I can be if I do that. Right? That's that's what it is at the end of the day. So I'm sorry that I cut you off for a second. My mind was spinning for a second. I wanted people to, you know, really nah, bro, you're, that stuff. you're dropping these gems like like hella replay value, <laughs> hella replay value, bro. So like I, I good, yeah, throw it on the ground. That's what I'm saying, bro. We're up. Johnny's just like a ball of energy. He has such an like an amazing perspective, like a mindset that is typical amongst us wrestlers. You know, so when I meet someone like that, I'm just like, man, like. You know, we just are able to have a good conversation and just like understand what we're what we're willing to like accomplish and not just in wrestling but in life, you know. All my commanders like that, all my coaches are like that, and we're just super grateful for what the sport did for us. So there's a lot of gems in this episode. Again, I had this break this episode up into two parts because we just were we're talking for so long. And I think this will be the first two part episode that I ever dropped on the podcast. So I'm super grateful, Johnny, for you jumping on. And remember everyone, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. So help us grow the show, okay? And thank you everyone for listening for the Masters Podcast.
This podcast is dedicated to my mother, Alfreda Bullock. She ran her race with elegance and pride. I love you forever and forever.